0: Thank <laughs> you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Career Medicine Podcast. This is your host, Nisar Ahmed. This is episode 88, and this particular episode is part of the Career Expert Series. If this is the first time you're joining us in this Career Expert Series episode, what we do is uh, we bring on guests, uh, career experts, career practitioners, thought leaders, and they share their ideas that will help today's job seekers uh, and career professionals to navigate the market. And for today's expert series episode, we'll be hearing and learning from Alison Cardi. I have a very high-level bio about Alison. I'm sure we'll learn more as we go along. But uh, Alison is a career truth teller who believes in living a life that actually feels like your own. She and her team have helped nearly 200 professionals find a great career fit through her proven clarity process. And I'm sure we'll learn more about that as well. But uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce Allison to the podcast. Hey, Allison, welcome!
1: Thank you so much, Nazar. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, there's a few questions that I'm burning to ask, and we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But the first question I always ask my guests is, "Where are they calling from?"
1: I'm calling in from Arlington, Virginia, which is in the DC metro area.
0: For those of us who are not familiar with Arlington. What would you say is a fun fact or something interesting that most people do not know unless they have lived there?
1: Sure. Well, if you look at DC, it looks like a diamond with a little bite taken out of it. And the bite taken out of it is actually Arlington. So it's right up against DC.
0: Okay. And uh, I, I know, uh, my, my familiarity with DC is the, there's, um, even though there's Washington DC, the suburbs are also a lot of the the government offices. Uh, there's a lot of people working around the area, so it's 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 part of the suburbs, I believe, right?
1: Definitely, yes. The there's DC proper, and then there's kind of DC Metro area or are the suburbs, and it goes into Maryland and into Virginia. And you're correct. There's a lot of government workers, government contractors, people in policy or nonprofit, a lot of lawyers. Um, that's kind of some of our, our main industries in the area.
0: Okay. Thanks for sharing that about Arlington. Uh, now moving, uh, moving on into the interview, I'd love to learn a little bit more. I'm sure the audience as well, a little bit more about yourself. So if you could start us by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do at, uh, at your company.
1: Definitely. Well, you asked about where I'm from, and I I thought I'd just mention very quickly that I'm actually from the D.C. area, which is pretty rare. It's a transient area. I grew up on the Maryland side, and now I live in Virginia. And I went to the University of Maryland and majored in accounting back in the day, but it was a career path that was... um, really bad fit for me. And I don't know if you or any of your listeners can relate to that feeling of just knowing that something's off, where Uh in my particular case, I was bored. I wasn't interested in the work that I was doing. I was just counting down the hours. I would drink a lot of tea just so I could get up and go to the bathroom You know, to have something to do during the day. And in that place, I really struggled with figuring out, well, I know that this isn't the career path that I want to be on, but I don't know what I want to do. And it seems like some other people just seem to have this all figured out, but I don't have it figured out and I don't know what my next step is going to be. So from that place, I actually struggled for a couple of years, really trying to find my way. I'm opened up a closet at one point a few years ago, and I noticed that there was just like a stack of journals and printouts and, you know, all these thoughts I'd been having during that time period about, do I go to graduate school? You know, do I apply for this job? What should I be doing? And it was just all this kind of mental churn around trying to figure out my career direction. Ultimately, I got a little bit smarter. I moved away from just thinking about the problem. And I started volunteering at a crisis and suicide hotline, which was my first experience really being in a support role. And I found two things. One, that I really enjoyed it. Two, that I was good at it. And actually, I want to add another. And three, there were other people like me. I had never really been around other kind of really helping oriented people. I went to a math science and computer science focused high school. And then I majored in accounting. So from there, I... Took a coach training. I jumped into career coaching and starting a business pretty darn naively. And I've been doing this now for nine years. I have a team of coaches and we help people with really the same problem that I experienced. But instead of having people wander around for three years, we can get this sorted out for folks in about a month to three months.
0: What I find really interesting about your story, Allison, is uh, this seems to be a common thread in all the interviews I've done. Uh, this is episode 88, as I mentioned at the beginning. And um, any career coach, uh, career expert that I've interviewed, they didn't start off as when they were seven years old, knowing this is what they wanted to do. Many of them have a nonlinear career path. And where they started off in something, found out it was not for them. And they started doing some experiments with themselves, their career, and then they found out something that they really enjoyed. And now because they have done it for themselves, they want to help others. So sounds like you have a, uh, based on what you just told me, you have a similar path experience. Yeah,
1: I love that observation. I hadn't really thought about that before, but I think it's it's kind of a small example of a bigger phenomenon that's happening in the culture overall, which is... I didn't know that a career coach was a career, right? And I think that so many jobs that are currently available or career paths that we have the opportunity to pursue these days are things that as kids, we didn't have any understanding of, or maybe they hadn't even been created yet. Like I think that most kids have the understanding that they might want to be like a lawyer or a teacher or a doctor or a firefighter or a professional athlete. But all the the knowledge workers and all the different kind of ins and outs of what's out there today, I think it's really not something people are aware of. So uh-huh. you gave a great example of, yes, I I didn't wake up as a small child thinking this is what I wanted to do. But I think many people who are getting into a situation where they're unhappy and they're kind of questioning what to do next, part of the issue is, in fact, it's because we have so many opportunities that people are unaware of.
0: So that is actually a good segue because you brought up a question I was, uh, I was going to ask. Um, you said one of the challenges is p- there's so many opportunities people are unaware of. What are the challenges do you think job seekers are, or let's say someone who's not even looking for a job, people in a career, but they're not happy, what are some of the biggest challenges they face?
1: Definitely. Well, I can answer from my expertise. So we yeah. work with, really smart, educated, capable, employed, or highly employable individuals. And what I see in terms of the biggest challenges that they face when their career path is not kind of in that right direction for them is that it bleeds into so much of life when your career is not working. So If you think about it, you're going somewhere every day and you're probably not playing to your strengths. You might not be interested in the topic. You might be in a bad environment or have a boss that is like cutting you off at the knees. And what happens when people go through situations like that is a lot of other areas of life get impacted that might not seem directly related, but they really are linked I find that our clients' confidence goes down. So, even though they're these really high capability individuals, they don't see it anymore. They don't feel it anymore. They're like, you know, what am I good at? Is there anything better for me that I could actually do? So, confidence decreases. I find that people can have ill health effects linked to a job that's the wrong fit. Their self awareness and self-acceptance can be a little bit lower. They can be really hard on themselves. They can have those annoying feelings, you know, every morning about just pulling themselves together, getting to work. I work with really responsible people, so they go to work. But there's that, like, that push and pull and that inner fight to kind of make themselves do it. And then they come home cranky. Uh, what I find is they might be not their best self around their loved ones. Sometimes people say, you know, I don't even want to date because I don't want to answer the question, what do you do? I hate that question because I hate what I do so much. So I think there's really a lot of consequences when our careers aren't working and it can have a really big impact on people's lives.
0: I'm so glad you talked about that because um, one of the things that I I've aimed to do with uh, the publication and even the podcast is to guide people in finding meaningful careers. And you're totally correct. If someone uh, is not happy, it's not only the eight hours or nine hours they spend at work. It does have a ripple effect on everything else they do, their health, their emotional health, uh, their family life. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, so you've understood the cause, the, I mean, the problem, the challenge. Um, your case, you were fortunate to find a path that helped you to come to where you are today. But let's say the vast majority of the people who are stuck in a position, uh, what do you recommend uh, for them to get out of that unhealthy, uh, not a good fit environment for them?
1: Sure. Yes, I love this question. And I actually want to answer it in a little bit of a funny way. So the first thing that I would really want people to know is that there's nothing wrong with you, right? Like, I think so often when people wind up in a situation, they're like, you know, just like I was, why don't I have this figured out? It seems like other people do. Actually, we just took on a client who said, this is the only problem in my life that I've never been able, that I haven't been able to solve on my own. And there's kind of two things I would want the listeners to know. One is careers are really tricky to solve or to figure out because we're so close to them. And it, it kind of feels like it should be the opposite. Like, well, it's my career. I should just know what I want to do. It should be super easy. But it's actually the opposite because you're so close to the issue, and because there are so many different factors that get affected by career decisions. It affects your finances, your, your excuse me, your fulfillment, your personal life. Um, it can really get tangled, and it can be hard to sort out on your own. So, what I want people to know is, it's really helpful to get somebody who can be an outside perspective, who can see things that might be right under your nose, but you're just going to have a hard time seeing them because they are under your nose. So that's the first thing I just want to let people know. And then the second thing is when you see other people who seem to have it all figured out, there's something going on that is so subtle and it's kind of confusing to people. And What's going on when somebody else in your life, maybe a family member or friend, just like seemed to always know this was the career path for me. This is what I want to do. They had help along the way. And what happened was at some point they had a parent who signed them up for a particular camp or they had a mentor who said, you know, you might really want to try this particular thing or a teacher or professor who noticed something and kind of guided them along their way. So they had help with figuring out who they were and what they wanted, they had kind of unconsciously people in their life who were directing them, who are being that clean reflection and helping them on their way. Because it happened naturally, because they didn't have to ask for that help, they might tell you, oh, I just always knew this was just what I wanted to do. And they're, they're not intentionally lying to you, But if you dug a little deeper and you asked, well, did anybody help you (laughs) with this career path? Or did you have any experiences of somebody else guiding you along the way? I'm hands down, 100% sure they're going to say yes. So if you're in a situation where you're on a career path that's not a good fit, It's not that something's wrong with you. It's not that you can't find it. And it's not that you should be able to figure it out all by yourself. Nobody does. It's just that you've reached a point in your life where you need to consciously get help with it. You need to put up your hand and say, I need a guide. I need somebody who can see me, who can reflect cleanly kind of who I am and what I'm wanting and help me to find my way here. So I really want people to know that because... It's, it's not that you're better or worse than anybody else. It was just environmental. You didn't have that inherent kind of guide just who happened to be along the way for you. And so you really need to find it. Nobody makes it alone. We all need a guide. It's just some people, it happened for them. Some people, you need to make it happen.
0: What I love about the explanation you gave was something that was really, really profound. Uh, it's, it's hard to make that initial change because you're actually in it. And that really hit me because if I'm working eight hours a day somewhere and uh, I, I, I'm not happy and I want to make the change, the reason it's hard to make the change is because I'm in it all the time. I don't have an outside perspective and that's why it is good to get help. And that, that's actually so simple, but so profound.
1: Oh my goodness. No, sorry. If I can just add to that, I'm so glad that you, you picked that up because if you think about it, we're talking about a a big and hopefully very positive life change, but think about what you and I just described. You're not in a great place. So it's like inherently one, it's a hard problem to solve, but it's even harder when you're not feeling so great about yourself. So it becomes all the more important to have somebody who can kind of hold that higher vision of you who can really see who you really are, your true capability. It's going to be, I would say, across the board, more than what you think it is if you're in not a great place. It's just human. We're going to kind of have an erroneous perception there. So you really need somebody who can lift you up and out.
0: That is really amazing. So, And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I've had, if I can share very quickly... uh, situations with my friends who have constantly told me that they're not happy and then I ask them why are you not changing and they say yeah not yet and funny enough few weeks few months later uh, I shouldn't say it's funny unfortunate enough few months later the company goes through change and they are either let go or they got downsized so they did see the writing on the wall They did not do anything because I I can totally relate to them right now because it is so hard to make that change when you're in it, when you don't have that extra push from the outside.
1: It really is. I'm just so happy you're really digging in there because I think it's something when you are in it, you might really take it personally. You might be like, yeah, I should. I want to, but I'm having so much trouble. And you might think like, oh, there's something wrong with me or, you know, why can't I do this? Or you might feel scared. But when we can talk about it at this bigger picture level and say, no, that's just a human thing, <laughs> like any human who's gone through a rough spot is going to have a little more trouble making a change, uh, then you can know it's nothing personal about you. It's it's just kind of life. And it's okay.
0: Now that's actually very, it's also comforting to hear because it's it's uh, being in that situation is very discomforting. And so that's, yeah. no. it's good to know that everybody or most people experience that. Now I want to actually go back to something that I promised the audience I did when I introduced you, uh, and I think this ties into what we have been speaking about. You you, uh, you, you refer to yourself as a career truth teller who believes in living a life that actually feels like your own. I've never heard that before. What is a career truth teller? I have an idea, but I'd love for you to expand on that.
1: Sure. So for me, a career truth teller is somebody who can really kind of look at what's going on and tell people clearly what's happening so that they can really move forward. Um, What I see a lot, unfortunately, in kind of this space of where people are having trouble figuring things out There's so much confusion. And some of that confusion is because people are being directed to resources that are not quite appropriate. Um, For example, if you're trying to solve this problem on your own and you do what I did first where you just think about it a lot and there's so many exercises and quizzes and all of that, but it's all, like I said, just kind of mental churn then you're going to get, it's going to really actually keep you stuck. You're trying to solve the problem, but it's the wrong activity to be doing. So I think that's confusing for people. Another thing that's really confusing is there are some biased solutions out there. What I mean by that is there are some very attractive things. I think two that are, are really big that I see are one, going back to school, which is familiar and comfortable and there's a structure and you might not actually want the degree or know what you're going to do with it once you get it, but it's very tempting to go back to school. And then there's also on kind of the other extreme, the um, path of starting a business. And I think in both of those areas, there are some organizations and, you know, more power to them. I think there, these institutions need to be there, but They're presenting going back to school as the answer or starting a business as the answer, but they're not really answering the true question, which is, do you really want this? And they're not designed to answer that question. They're designed to help you on whatever path they are selling. Mm -hmm. So I think that those can be biased. And so our organization, I think, was really unique and helpful about what we do is we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to sell, you should do this, or you should do that, or here's the right career path for everybody, or the hot career path. Instead, we really come at each individual, listen very carefully to what's going on for them, and then help them to find the path that's right for them. And I, I, that's kind of what I mean when I say career truth teller. Mm-hmm. It's just that honesty and that lack of an agenda of just really being on the client side and helping them to know what's best for them.
0: I am so glad you just mentioned that because uh, I I want to talk, I don't want to, I'll talk about the one group you just mentioned, you know, the the type of companies that advertise, if you're unhappy with your boss, start a business, let me help you. And six months, you'll be sitting on a beach. And it annoys me when I go to social media to see those messages. But I'm glad you expanded on that because you, unfortunately, and this is the truth, I I can firmly say is this, not everybody, that's not a path for everybody. And you're right. It's a path for the companies that is selling you that solution. I firmly believe not everybody should start out in business. Not everybody is an entrepreneur. Not everybody can be because... At the end of the day, uh, there's so many jobs, out, so many people who do jobs. Uh, every job is important. That's something I believe. No matter what you do, whether you're a nurse, a teacher, everything fills a role. And not everybody can just quit and start a business. And that annoys me. I'm so glad you uh, expanded on that.
1: Yes, I I see it too. You know, in terms of there def those businesses definitely target your unhappiness, and they use right. it to. Uh, kind of push you down their path, whether it's the right one for you or not. And I would say even for people who have a more entrepreneurial desire, it needs to fit in with your life. We had a client recently who is brilliant. She's a lovely woman and all her friends were telling her, well, I forget the exact circumstance, but she was between jobs and her friends were telling her, well, you're so brilliant, just go start a business. And they were listing off like five different things that she could do. And she was a little bit hesitant, but a little bit attracted to it. And in working with her, she had kids and had a financial responsibility that was probably her top priority. So in her case, she did wind up getting another job that was a great fit for her and her strengths. But it was also a great fit for the stability that she was really craving so that she could provide for her children. So Uh I think, you know, it's not that there's a right or wrong, but sometimes there's a right for where you are and what your priorities are. And this particular client did say, you know, I liked that starting my own business idea, but it's something that I might develop a little more slowly, uh-huh. just because that's what fits with my life right now.
0: And a classic scenario, like one thing, uh, my the pe- uh, people who know me very well know that uh, my the podcast and the publication I have, careermarriage.com, this is something I run part-time. I still do have a full-time job, which I really enjoy. I work in the software sales capacity. So you're right. And I I, I like the slow and steady path, then the stress. And uh, I have done that before where I thought just becoming an entrepreneur for the sake of being an entrepreneur is great, but it it did not work out. And and I'm glad we're having this conversation because everybody has a fit in terms of what type of career makes them fulfilled and happy. They have to find that and work on that.
1: Yes. And just to be clear, um, I would never want to squash anybody's dream. So if you really, you know, this is what you want, uh, I'm all for it. You know, go for what you want, go for your dreams. I think it's just not everybody has the same level of risk tolerance or ambition. And it's really good kind of finding a match for where you're going to feel successful.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm I'm glad you uh, clarified that. I, I share the same sentiment, not saying that nobody should, but uh, like don't uh, do it for yourself is what both of us are saying, I guess. Yes. So moving on, we talked about the problem. We've talked about uh, some a, a high-level uh, solution. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love for you to expand on some of tips or uh, some steps people can take. Let's say they have decided to make a change. What are some other things that you would recommend they do?
1: Mm-hmm. So... I've my thinking on this has actually changed a bit over the years and the reason why it's changed is actually because I wrote a book and the book that I wrote contains every tip, every strategy, every exercise, you know every way of thinking about this problem that we take our clients through. It's really comprehensive and I put that out there into the world from my intention was a generous place to uh, show people and kind of encourage them in how to move forward and to let them know it was possible. You know, it has a lot of client stories. And I think I made a mistake when I wrote that book, because what I've learned since it's come out, it came out a couple years ago, is that if we tell people this is a do-it-yourself problem, or we give people exercises to go off and do within their current frame of thinking. So it's kind of like they're looking at the problem in the problem, you know. Um, We're kind of setting them up to fail. So what I now would recommend far and above going to do a particular exercise or a particular step would be to get help. That's like the top tip that I would offer. Please find somebody that you feel rapport with that you feel like they can help you to kind of hold space for you, to see you, to be neutral, and really help you to find who you are and what you want. I think that is the best step that anybody can take. The reason why I say that is because I wrote this book and I kind of pointed people to here's the exercises and was was very open about what you can do. And then I started getting emails from people. I loved your book. I tried the exercises. I'm still stuck. (laughs) I was like, "Hmm." interesting. Yeah. And then it seemed like by pointing them to the exercises, I was actually slowing them down. I was kind of wasting their time because I know as a career professional that having somebody by your side asking you a question is going to get you such a different result. Then the same question in a book that you ask yourself, because if there's a professional asking your question, they're going to dig deeper. They're going to find things that you're going to miss. So it's the same question, but the quality of the question goes up by like 10 when you have somebody who knows what they're doing, asking the question and following up with you. So my one tip that I say all the time now is bring another brain into the situation, you know. I would certainly recommend a career professional, somebody who has seen a lot of cases who can uh, just know what they're doing and get you going. But if that's out of reach for you, then find somebody in your life. You want to be really careful about who you find, but find somebody who is supportive of you, who doesn't have an agenda, who can um, kind of be neutral and just talk this through with you. Talk through your ideas. They can reflect back to you, your energy around different things. They can notice when you're shutting things down. Obviously, they're not going to be trained in how to do it, so they might not uh, be as skilled as somebody who does this for a living. But bring somebody else in. And, you know, don't bring somebody in who's negative or has an agenda that's going to shoot you down worse than anything but get someone else involved. This is not a problem to solve by yourself. We really need a, yourself because it's, you know, this is about you, but then we need somebody with perspective and it's that combination that's really going to get you the most momentum the quickest.
0: That it gives me um when you were saying this, I I get I I I got an analogy in my brain and let's say you want you have a house you want to renovate your house, you can do it two eyes, two ways, right? You can bring someone who can get it done professionally quickly and you know everything will be taken care of or you can take months to do it yourself. Uh, no, neither, neither one is, uh, like I'm not saying the do it yourself is is impossible, but only a few people do it. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. But when someone comes in, someone is a professional, you know, once it is done, you have the peace of mind knowing that whatever investment you have made, it is going to last longer
1: definitely and i think it's it's something specific to this problem like you can do it yourself and you're right it it will take longer it will it will probably you'll go down more kind of wrong turns or get more stalled out at times but this problem in particular because it's kind of you right <laughs> like and you're so close to it i think it's just a step beyond even another do-it-yourself project because you're going to have inherently blind spots about this that you might not have if you were looking at building a deck or something right where there's not so much emotional entanglement uh, going on where you have perspective on this one you really don't so that's why I think it's of course people can do it themselves but I really think this particular situation calls for another person who has perspective
0: so having said that would you mind sharing like an example you don't necess- you don't have to give the name or not even the profession what they ended up choosing but someone who was struggling with this and with working with your team i'm just wanted to get the audience an idea of what that looks like and what happened
1: of course i would love to and we have a lot of client stories on our website because i think it's really important for people to see You're not the only one who's having trouble with this, and it is possible to get through it and get out to the other side. So one of those stories, and these are all done from interviews with our former clients, and they're all shared with permissions. Uh, One of our clients, Surya, was somebody who, she was in a job that was not a good fit for her, but she kind of had the mentality that, well, when I hit this financial goal, then I'll be happy because then I can go on some trips and, you know, it will everything will just start to click. She hit that financial goal in her career, and she said, I was still unhappy. So at that point, she was really trying to figure out what to do next. She says, I tried Googling the answer. It did not work, and her family really didn't know how to support her in figuring out a new path. So, through our work together, we were really able to hone in on her particular interests and strengths. One particular thing that I remember about this case was that she, in her spare time, would want to like create policies for her apartment building <laughs> like that was just fun for her oh, yeah. and from that little Um, thing that she didn't even think about. We were able to dig into why she liked it. There was a lot of enthusiasm around it. She began to explore work in the policy world. And she wound up making a transition into that new type of work. What she said from that experience was that, and let me see if I can get the adjectives right. She said, the worst day in my new career Is better than the best day in my old job. (laughs) That's how big a difference there is. So it was really moving her from a place where she felt at odds with her job; she didn't like it, to a place where she was really playing to her natural strengths, and she loved the change.
0: No, that's that's amazing. So you were able to help her identify something that she enjoyed, sort of like a hobby, and that became that evolved into a career that now she really enjoys.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And every case is different. Yeah. Um, that's just one example. But uh, it's really mining your history and mining your interests with somebody who can see things that you might be missing. And then guiding people in career exploration, like we talked about earlier, many people just don't know what's out there. So we want to first know who the individual is, and then match that up with a career path that's going to be a great fit for them, something that exists in the world.
0: That is amazing. Um, Allison. you shared lots of great ideas. I'm glad you brought up something that uh, a lot of people do not openly talk about. And I'm glad you did as well. We are uh, coming towards the end of our interview. And uh, before we wrap up, any last words or pieces of advice for the audience?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Any last words? I would just really want to let people know it can feel like this is an unsolvable problem, or like you're going to be stuck forever, or you might get messages from certain people that, well, it's called work for a reason. And all I would say is, if you're kind of feeling that way, there is another way. And you can improve your career, you can get on a better track, and the rewards of it are really kind of the flip side of what we talked about at the beginning, where your confidence increases, the way that you feel in the morning, your engagement during the day, the way you come home at night, your health, it all starts to improve. And to one of the things in my bio, you start to feel like you're actually living your life. This is a really, really big deal, right? We all have one life. We may as well live our own life. So I would just encourage people to you can feel a little scary, but to really take that next step. And and my advice would be to get some help, but really to give yourself the chance to get to a better place. And if you do that, I know that it's possible. This is actually a very solvable problem when you get the right people in your corner and it makes such a big difference in your life.
0: That's an amazing final piece of advice. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your ideas, your wisdom. It was a pleasure doing this interview.
1: Likewise, thank you for the great questions, Nassar. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you, and you're welcome. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Career Medicine Podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview uh, with uh, links uh, to Alison's website. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really, really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this amongst your network. Until, this, until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed. You host for the Career Matters podcast. Thank you.